You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com, with your host, Jessica Morris. Welcome to another episode of Between You and Me. My name is Jessica and I am stoked to have you back. Thank you for tuning in for another amazing episode where we talk to music artists about faith, about the music industry and about the highs and lows of their life and why they choose to express the things they do. Last week's episode with Audrey Assad was incredible. It was one of my favourites. Thank you so much for your feedback on that. I'm so glad so many of you enjoyed it. This week, we have another amazing female in the industry. Sarah Reeves is incredible. She is a worship pop singer. Her latest album, Easy Never Needed You, came out on Word Records this year, but she actually started in the music industry nearly a decade ago. She was signed at 18 and had a couple of records of Sparrow, but like so many other people in Nashville, stepped back from that and had quite a few years of wondering if she was really meant to follow music and if that was ever going to eventuate. I have a really compelling conversation with Sarah. She is really candid and honest and tells me uh, about the struggle of believing a call to music but maybe not panning out. She tells me why she chooses to sing so openly about maybe the struggle she's had with her husband. She's really candid about marriage and relationships and how, especially in the early years, it's really tough for people. And she also really dives into the difference between worship and performance and why sometimes they can be the same thing and that's okay. It's really entertaining. Sarah is really honest and she's also incredibly talented. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Sarah Reeves. It's fair to say that Sarah Reeves has music in her blood. The pop worship artist was born in Alabama in 1989 and her dad, John Mark Hershey Reeves was a well-known producer and songwriter. However, it wasn't until she was 15 that the singer-songwriter with pop, pure tones realised that she had a musical gifting far more than just what her ancestry gave her. Attending a Christian youth camp, she felt called and anointed by God to become a worship leader and embraced this full force when she returned home to her church, joining the worship team. Continuing to songwrite and to lead worship, she eventually ended up on tour with well-known band Plum. With the support of Plum, Sarah approached numerous record labels in Nashville, eventually finding a home with Sparrow Records. Signing with Sparrow in 2008, her first EP, Sweet Sweet Sounds, came out in 2009. She landed at 19 on Christian Albums Billboard charts and number 9 on Billboard Heatseekers charts. Her follow-up, 2010's God of the Impossible EP, also was successful, giving Sarah a legion of fans and a wealth of experience touring. Breaking from Sparrow in 2011, she released her Broken Things album. After the release of her album, music went quiet for Sarah. Pursuing a career in childcare, she was married and used her spare time to keep songwriting. She released her Christmas EP, titled Christmas, in 2013 and in 2014 released her album, Acoustic Worship Covers. It was after this point that things started to rise for Sarah again. Sarah went on to have some of her songs recorded by some of the most notable musicians in the Christian music industry, including Jesus Culture, Kerry Job, and Natalie Grants. She was also featured in Kirk Franklin's song, My World Needs You, and her music was featured on numerous TV and movie spots. 
page in the interest of word music, they asked about her personal material. After sending them demos, she was signed in 2017 with her lead single, Feel the Waters, her first song in many years. Her new sound was a pop worship mix, showing that she had the chops to sing with some of the best in the music industry and that her pure pop-centric vocals were perfect for any radio hit. Appearing at Winter Jam 2017, Sarah's popularity continued to build and she also joined her home church, The Belonging Co, on their debut album in 2017. Her latest album, Easy Never Needed You, is a blend of pop and worship cooks full of honest and genuine lyrics about her struggles in marriage, her devotion to God and her dependence on Him through everything. I caught up with Sarah while she was on the road for the K-Love Christmas tour. We talked about what happens to musicians after they break from a label, why she chooses to be so honest about the struggle she had in marriage with her husband, and what the difference between worship and performing actually is. This is Sarah Reeves. What sort of mark did you want to make with Easy Never Needed You? Uh, well, I... So when I started writing for this record, um, there was kind of this inner battle um, where I was fighting with myself as a worship leader and as an artist. It's like I couldn't decide which lane I wanted to go down, and I felt like I had to decide because if I was a worship leader which is very much, you know, what I do and I love it. It's my passion. I felt like, you know, it had to sound a certain way. And if I was an artist and it was, it wasn't really worship. And, and I love like quirky melodies and different lyrics. And so that was very much a part of who I am as well. And so I think I just had to come to, to just the core of who I was and, and what I love and what was authentic to me. And that was actually both things. And I wanted to just kind of marry the two um, because pretty much every song except for the love song on there uh, is a vertical worship song. It's just more in a pop way because I love pop music. <laughs> um, but it's just like songs that I wanted to that I actually love to, you know, play and and sing, and they're fun, and I felt like, even at the beginning of the record, I felt like God spoke to me and just said, it's time to dance, and so there's a lot of upbeat songs on the record, which I love, and those are so much fun to play live, and so it's just kind of um, a mix of so many expressions of just my story, and my experiences, and just my emotions. I write a lot of songs just based off of just what I'm feeling in the moment and so I'm really proud of it and just really I'm excited to finally have all of it out. (laughs) I think one of the most beautiful parts of the record and your music is that you mix pop with worship. It feels so effortless when I when I hear it but I imagine it probably took a while to cultivate that sound. Is that something that came naturally to you or is that something you had to work on? Um, it actually did take a while. Um, it probably took me about two years to really develop my sound. And it, I surrounded this project with a group of people in Nashville where I live, um, of artists and producers and musicians and songwriters that were my friends. We all go to church. Most of us go to church together, but there are also a lot of them are kind of in mainstream music or they come from the pop world Um, but I wanted their influence on my album but the same spirit like they have we all have kindred spirits in the same heart and so 
we all got together and some of the songs would take honestly weeks to finish even writing and then my producer he would go in and you know change the key or change the tempo or let's try this or let's take the chorus out and try it with these chords and so it's just it definitely took a lot of time um, especially with the people that surrounded it they were just really protective of I think that worship anointing they didn't want yeah. it to go too like oh this is not who Sarah is you know mm-hmm. so they were really great about kind of reining in the sound and still keeping it authentic to you know the worship and the sound and the whole reason why we made the record yeah. and so yeah it took a while <laughs> you're a performer but like in the best way you're an artist but yeah. you, you you also love to worship yeah but I've seen you a few times and I know how authentic your worship is yeah. and is is there a line for you between performance and worship especially on tour or is it something that sort of just all meshes together for you um, it kind of all meshes together, to be honest. Um, it's very different what I do as an artist, as a solo artist, than what I do at my church at the Belong. Of course, yeah. Um, but it's not. I think. I think what I've found, even the past couple years, as because I have been in the church and I've served at my church, um, I have almost found a freedom to be more, even quirky and creative in my artistry because I would always try to force that into the church. Like when we would go in to write songs for church, I would be like, Oh, well it has to be different and it can't sound like everything else. (laughs) And then I just realized that no, actually that it's okay to be different, but like I can carry that on my own project and not try to force, you know, a whole team of people to be something that they, they may not be. And so I learned to just kind of serve my church in that sense but then also have the freedom and then both sides give each other freedom to you know lead worship and to perform sometimes on my own and I don't think there's anything wrong with um when I'm on tour you know putting on a show so to speak Mm -hmm. it is all worship but at the same time you know there's lights and there's video and there's different expressions of um, worship, but it is kind of showy sometimes, but I think it's cool, you know, in that setting, people come in and they, you know, they want to see sometimes a concert and as long as they're being moved by it and they're being inspired by it, you know, who are we to say, well, that's not worship because there's too many lights or, you know, they're dancing on stage or they're performing, but it's all kind of the same. Yeah. (laughs) It's just different expressions. If I'm a target for the enemy Then it means I'm where I'm supposed to be There's a war that's raging over me But I know the one who holds the victory I've got my mind made up I've got my eyes fixed on you 
talked just a little bit, like you've been part of this industry for quite a few years now. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey as a recording artist, how you were signed so young and sort of um, been busy recording and doing yeah. things like that, but sort of like the, what happened between your, your first release and, and Easy Never Needed You? Yeah, Ooh, that's a long story. <laughs> I'm trying to give you a nutshell. Um, so I signed my first record deal when I was 18. Um, I met the artist by the name of Plum. Um, when I was 17, and she is the one that kind of launched my career. She took me to every record label and publisher and manager and booking agent and was just a huge advocate for me. And so I ended up signing with Sparrow Records when I was 18 and touring for about three years and, and making a record. And um, even though it was really great, and I'm so thankful for that season, it was very, I feel like premature in a sense, because I, I didn't really even know who I was as an individual, much less as an artist. And I didn't have a ton of life experience and I didn't really have much of any stories to tell. And so I was just kind of letting the people around me dictate what I sounded like, what I looked like and who to tour with and all of these things. And I was very much just a shy introvert girl. And I just, I realized that I wasn't truly being myself and and I stepped down from my record label thinking that I would just go into the next label and it didn't happen like that and I ended up getting married and um nothing was really happening in in music at all and my husband was like uh Sarah if you are not gonna do music then you need to get a job (laughs) and I'm like that would be wise (laughs) and so but tough um, I imagine yeah it was because music was the only thing I had ever done and it was my identity it was you know graduating straight from high school into full-on like full-time music being an artist um but so I loved kids and that was the only thing I could think of so I I worked at a preschool for a year and a half and that was such a humbling season like mad respect for all the preschool teachers and moms and nannies out there um because it was just a real life experience I think and through that um, I didn't know if music would ever come back I didn't know if I would ever be an artist again or a songwriter and and I just had to get to a place where God was enough for me and if it was well this is going to be my life I'm going to be a preschool teacher and my husband is an electrician and we're just living a normal life like I had to get to the point where I was okay with that experience and so that's kind of my journey in a nutshell and um I needed it. I needed the break from music. So I would just give it everything that I had, and I loved on those babies, and it was hard, but, you know, I just got to the place where I was like, God, whatever you want to do, it's in your hands, and just held everything loosely. And and then through that, um, I started songwriting here and there again, and, and then some doors were opening in songwriting. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll be a songwriter, you know, because... As an artist, you kind of think, well, that was kind of my window of time, and that's never going to happen again. So I'm like, well, I'll just be a songwriter for other artists. And and so I started writing for other artists and getting cuts here and there. And, and then through that, I met with Word, who I'm with now, the label. And they just kind of asked me, well, we want to hear what you we want to hear if you have any songs and I was like well I don't have much but I have a few so I just started sending him songs and we started talking and they ended up offering me a record deal 
and which was awesome because God just totally restored everything. But now I have a different perspective and this was like, you know, I signed when I was 18 and I'm 29 now. So I feel like a totally different person and I know what I want and I have, you know, just a better head on my shoulders. And I think every artist kind of needs, they need that process and, um, you know, they need the stories to tell and they need the experience because that's where the songs come from. And that's where the ministry kicks in as well. It's just, you know, I, I had a hard marriage in between all of that. We got married really young and we had, we almost got a divorce and just like real life, you know, Mm -hmm. and then God restored our marriage. And so I have songs about our marriage and, and I know there will be more stories. Like I'm, as, as long as it's been, I feel like it's just starting. husband and your marriage on your album yeah I love how that's just it's just naturally part of it it's naturally there with the worship why have you chosen to be so open about the highs and lows of your marriage um especially like I suppose like in an industry that's very much like let's look like we have it all together and let's look like we're like super holy but like life happens yeah yeah totally well I used to be the opposite I I was very closed off and I would just kind of draw a line and would not let anyone in. And I think as I've gotten older, I think the more I just don't really care. (laughs) You know, like you're just kind of like, you know what? Everybody has their issues. So why not just be open about it? You don't have to air out all of your dirty laundry. But at the same time, if you start talking about things that have happened to you or the struggles that you've walked through in your life, there's always someone in the room that is going through something very similar, if not the same thing. And even if they're not, it just shows them that they're not alone. And so I started kind of opening up a few years ago just about our marriage, um, really just individually to like people one-on-one, like friends. And, and I would see the impact that it had in their life. And little did I know they were struggling with the same thing. You know, you, you, you meet a newlywed and you're like, oh, how's the first year of marriage? And it was like, oh, it's awesome, you know. And then and one day I remember I was just sitting across the table from one of my friends and I just broke down and I just told her that we were really having a hard time. And just, and little did I know, like she had gone through the exact same thing that we were going through and she was able to help me. <laughs> and I was like, wow, we need each other in this life. And it just doesn't matter, like whether you're on a platform or or whether, you know, you're working 
a day job or just normal average people it doesn't matter like everybody goes through things and it's important to talk about it and to show one another that we're there for each other and you know this is how I overcame this and it's just a big thing that I'm really passionate about because my husband and I we hit rock bottom and yeah marriage and for you know those who have had divorce it happens and sometimes you know that's what is going to happen and I feel like we went through everything under the sun and and but we got through it <laughs> and there's a lot of people that give up and no shame and no condemnation but at the same time anything is possible and God can most definitely restore and that's what he did for us so why not why not share about it Surround yourself with not just yes people, but no people, um, which I have both in my life. But people that are just honest, you know, like my husband is a very honest, blunt person. And like he'll come out on the road and he will he will tell me, you know, if if I didn't do well that night. So you're being a diva about this, you know. And so I have just like if I'm not like he's my manager as well so he can, I, love that. I give him that grounds to say <laughs> that but um he'll he'll just be honest with me he'll have to just put me in my place because I need that sometimes and also um speaking of Nashville and the belonging um we have a great community there um we have church church on Tuesday nights and usually I'm home on Tuesdays because we travel Thursday through Sunday so um I'm able to just be there and I have we have an amazing community and and people that surround us that um you know our pastors are great and they pour into us and and then even the people on the road most of the time the people like we have deep devotionals we're about to have devotionals in about an hour and you know we all just kind of come together on tour and it's like a family so kind of everywhere I go there's a community of people that keep we keep each other grounded so yeah it's yeah, cool that makes a lot of sense um I I actually have a few quick questions for you that I asked to everyone I interview but I realized are you releasing any Christmas music because I, I need to ask about that considering it's Christmas time 
Yeah, I am. I actually did just release a few weeks ago a little Christmas EP. Oh, so there's three, three songs on there, and one's an original and two covers. So yeah, it's on Spotify and iTunes. So check and it out. I'm back. To, I'm about to release a music video as well on Monday. Oh so. yes, I love your music <laughs> videos. Do you have a favorite song on the EP? On the Christmas one? Yes. Um, I actually wrote. Um, a Christmas song and I don't really like writing Christmas songs because it's one of those things where it just has to be classic you know and everybody likes traditional Christmas songs Um, but I actually wrote one and it's called Feeling Like Christmas and we still kind of kept the classic it's like classic Christmas meets pop and it's just kind of intertwined and it's really fun we've been doing it on this tour and it's been fun that's probably my favorite one Christmas in the air There's something about this time of year Jingle bells ringing Everyone singing It's really like Christmas in the air We're singing fa la 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 Fa la 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 We're singing fa la la collaborated with a few people um you've sung with Kirk Franklin and you've written for lots of people um like Harry Job and Jesus Jesus Culture and stuff like that do you have a favorite collaboration or like project that you've worked on or one that really stands out in your mind um hands down Kirk Franklin (laughs) like he was my hero growing up and so to be able to work with him I sang on his record with Tasha Cobbs and Tamala Man Tamala Man and they're also like some of my favorite gospel singers. I grew up on gospel music. And so I really loved working with them. And then we actually got to perform at a, at the Stellar Awards in Las Vegas all together with Kirk and and then he came and set, prayed on my album as well. And so we collabed together and that's just really special. I think that will always be my favorite collab. Oh my gosh, I'm just imagining like going from loving him like when you were younger as well it would just be like such a full circle moment for you oh yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) I don't really get starstruck very much but when they reached out to me and they were like we want you to sing on Kirk's record I was like what I I put back to my little kid self (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) um you tour a lot um and I'm curious what's the funniest thing that has ever happened on the road for you it could be on stage, it could be off stage, whatever comes to mind. The funniest thing? Yes. Um, well, actually, um, this last tour, the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know if it's funny. It kind of, I mean, it made me laugh. It, it was fun. Um, the, so it was the day that my record came out, and I was touring with Jordan Feliz and Crowder. And I love those guys. They're so, it was probably the most fun tour I've ever been on. And the day that my record released, I had no idea. I was out there playing details. It was, it was my last song of the set. And they had all planned, made this plan, and they were all standing backstage. There was probably 40, maybe 35, 40 of just all the guys on tour <laughs> and their bands and musicians and and they had put on my merch shirt that had my face. It was like the album cover of <laughs> my face on it. 
and they all came up on the drop of details and just started like dancing everywhere and like singing with me and I had no idea and I was like oh. so good. <laughs> and that was awesome that was probably my favorite moment on stage because it was just so cool to see like other artists like supporting me you know and caring so much to like they didn't have to do that but they wanted to just celebrate with me and so it was fun <laughs> yeah that's so fun that's great yeah last question um and this can be as funny or as serious as you would like your call okay. if you could go back in time and speak to your 18 year old self when she was signing her first record deal what would you say <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I would probably... Gosh, that's such a hard question. You can um, think about it. It's all right. <laughs> I was so insecure as an 18-year-old, and I was such a people pleaser. And now I'm not so much. And I think I would just say, like, breathe and don't care about what everybody thinks about you and just be yourself and you know your story is not going to be the same as everybody else's story like don't compare yourself and don't try to be something that you're not um because god he's created each person so uniquely and so special that he has you know a way and he'll always make a way um but yeah i think i think confidence is probably the biggest thing it's just I would tell myself that you know I, I don't know just don't be don't be insecure there's no reason to be insecure like you are a child of the king of kings you are royalty and when you really think about that like your father is a king is the king of the universe and you are his child you are his daughter then it changes everything. It changes the way that you live your life. It changes the way that you carry yourself. It changes the way that you talk to people. And I think if that is embedded in your head, then, yeah, it will just completely change the way you live your life. seen her worship before uh, and she's just a beautiful worship leader she's so authentic alongside that she's just a brilliant performer 
I love her brand of music, how she's mixed pop and worship together. It's something that's really emerging now in Christian music. You sort of see it with Cody Cairns and Lauren Daigle. And we have Sarah, and she's really making a mark on the pop area of that. It's very, very cool. You can go pick up her EP, Let It Snow, now. It's available on Spotify and iTunes. And if you love her music and like what you heard today, also be sure to check out her album, Easy Never Needed You. Some amazing songs on there. My favourite is Just Want You, which is a worship song they sing at the Belonging Church, which I also go to, uh, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Okay, that's all for this episode. Next week, we are getting down into the hip-hop area of Christian music, which, as you can probably tell, I'm the least hip-hop person ever. I'm definitely not cool enough for that, but I'm so excited to be talking to someone who actually is cool enough for it. I'm speaking to hip-hop artist Sinai. He tells me a little bit about how Christian hip-hop influenced him in the early days, why he's passionate about justice, family, reaching people for God, and even touches a bit on racism in the industry and why it's so important that we combat that, not just in the industry, but in America and in the world in general. It's really, really powerful. So be sure to tune in next week because it's about time that we finally reached hip-hop and I'm really excited to speak to someone who loves it and is passionate about it. It is such an incredible scene that is really, really having its day right now with people like Chance the Rapper and Propaganda, even Lecrae, and it's really worth your time to hear our conversation. You can subscribe now to Between You and Me on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we are very likely there. Make sure you check us out online at betweenyouandmepod.com for all our latest episodes. And you can also subscribe to us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Between You Me Pod. We would love to connect with you, hear what you have to say, and make fun of the culture so many of us grew up in. Let's be real. With that, I think we're done. There are four days till Christmas. I can't believe it's creeped up on us the way it has. It's such an intense and busy time of the year, but I hope that in it you find the time to relax and breathe out and have peace. I hope that you are able to share it with people you love and who love you, that you remember this season is about Jesus coming for all of us to save us from systems of oppression, but also for us individually. Stay safe, drive safe, and enjoy the good things. I'll see you next week. God rest in Mary, gentlemen, and nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we went astray. Tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Tidings of comfort and joy. Between You and Me podcast.
Stay connected by visiting www.betweenyouandmepod.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more Christian news, reviews, and interviews, get plugged in to JesusWire.com.